0: Really pleased to welcome to the show Monty Panasar. Monty, how are you?
1: Yes, uh, very well, thank you.
0: Good, good. It's uh, Brett and Darren here. Hope you're well, Monty. Um, How's my
1: voice? Is it clear? Can you hear it? Loud
0: and clear, Monty. Loud and clear. I've got you on
1: loudspeaker. Is that worth the risk on Phoenix SM?
0: No, you're all right. No, you you probably won't need us on speaker. Just on your phone should be fine. You should hear us nice and clearly. Okay, Brilliant so cool um so first off the the monty channel it's a great success how's this come about
1: oh um well firstly i want to say thank you for having me on the show pleasure thank you for um getting me on the show i know you guys been trying to get me for quite a while (laughs) and um it's a shame you know i was playing for Hornchurch and shenfield used to travel down to essex every saturday mornings and most of the time i'll go home with a win I, um, it's a shame I, sh- I should have uh, maybe got you guys coming in during one of the games, especially during Hornchurch when we won the treble. That's right. Um, yeah. The only club to do it in the history of the, of the Essex League. Um, and I think what surprised me the most was how strong the Saturday cricket was. It was like second team standard. And at that time, I think Essex won the championship. They were really strong. And you can see that it's, it's, a, it's a reflection on, on, on the club. Club level, that how strong it is because um, Essex County as a cricket was strong.
2: We were talking about this last week with Jake Mickleborough, and um, you know, at club level and even at school level as well, sort of the first 11 standard at schools and amongst the club, it is surprisingly good. We were encouraging people to go along and watch because they might yeah. be surprised, yeah?
1: Yeah, so yeah, we're going back to body Channel.
2: <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> how yeah, did that start?
1: so. That, yeah that just came about um on on linkedin one of my one of the guys he had he already had the uh, artificial intelligence where he wanted to do a uh, create a sports channel on twitter mm. so people who are busy at work they may not have time to tune into um you know like a sport, like talk sport for example or a sports um station or um sky sports or even um you know some of the other sort of channels and just, you know, on Twitter, if they want to look at scores, if someone's reporting on it. And, and that's how we started. And, um, you know, the viewing figures you know, just kept on going up and up and up. Yeah. And um, it's, yeah, it's, you know, it's been a real success.
2: The content's been great. And it's not just sports. I mean, when the election was going on, you were reporting from Westminster and, and uh, uh, outside Parliament. And, uh, you know, even when it was all chaos and screaming and shouting, there you were giving your reports back. Yeah, yeah. So
1: what we started to do, we we start like whatever's like a, a topic that's quite useful. Uh, we started with a general election because um, obviously my uh, you know my, my my after cricket one of my my goals is to become a media presenter, and a broadcaster. So my media coach Gavin Scovell said, um, you know, for you to become a good broadcaster, then you can't just be a, a like. You know, a lot of sports people, ex-sportsmen, but it's just good talking about his own sport. Um, he goes, there's a lot of them around. And he goes, what you really need to do is expand your horizons, go into topics that you are not useful, that, that you don't really know much about. Tastes so I don't yourself. really know much about general election. So we started the general election channel. We thought we'd just interview the public, see what their views are. And it started to pick up. You know, people started to tune in because... Yeah. Um, just the questions
2: we asked yeah no it was fantastic and i was retweeting everything because i said i was trying to say to people you must look at this it's really good stuff yeah yeah thank you thank you for doing that Ah, pleasure and then with lockdown around you're i mean you're still going strong and um home exercising and using the, the, the the furniture to do exercises yeah,
1: yeah. That's what I started to do, I, I started off with with a Tesco bag to do shoulder raise, and and, and, and we put it on yeah, on the Monty Channel, and it got yeah quite a few few views on there. And then we did um, um, the um, sofa sofa leg press, and that really got you know quite a.
2: One of our listeners has has emailed in and said, "Please can you ask Monty? This is Nick Hobbs. Hello, Nick. Uh, he is saying, please ask Monty how many sofa squats can you do? How many? How many sofa squats?" Is just <laughs> lying on your back with the sofa? Yeah, yeah,
1: you could you could do a lot of things on there, but you got to have obviously strong legs. I wouldn't advise anyone to um, <laughs> to do it. Like David, I wouldn't want you to do it because let's be honest, you know, walking's good for you as a starting point.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm just actually I'm, I haven't caught up with them. I'm just noticing the the cricket back pull ups at the moment. That seems like a nice, gentle... Oh, on the dining yeah. chairs, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's a, that, that's a long handle back there, and I was able to, because I've got long arms, I'm able to do these exercises. But I think what, what, what it finds is that there's a lot of people who are quite, you know, at home and, and, and kind of bored, and I feel that, um, you know, doing a sporting sort of furniture exercises would uh, will get people to be a bit more uh, creative at home, and also something to for them to, you know, look at as well, you know, these what sports, sports people are doing, you know, trying to inventive creative ideas um, and uh, you know um, and also yeah you know I think one when, when I spoke to my um, uh, the owner of the channel uh, Peter lamb um, he, he also has a golf golf setup as well you know same thing as in golf mm-hmm. where he works with Nick Fowder very closely and with cricket he works with me and I think he's trying to get one for rugby and football as well very good. and for him you know viewing figures is a, is a is, is his kind of measurement you know, that he looks at. So for us, it, it's really it's important that we give informed information. But also, sometimes it's nice to do fun, silly things that will catch people's attention. You'll think, oh, you know, there's Monty uh, just doing the, being the full <laughs> Monty again.
2: Um, <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, That's oh, good. It's very, yeah. very
2: good. So on, on the TV channels during this lockdown and no cricket, um, we've been seeing a lot of uh, old matches and old games and... Uh, one yeah. of the things that came up was uh, Cardiff 2009 where you uh, took the nation, uh, you became the nation's sweetheart, the nation's hero, um, tell us about what, it, what was it like from your point of view that hot day when you were batting you came in at number 11 to try and hold up one end?
1: Yeah I think for me it was um, like really interesting because I didn't have any expectation um, people, in, even in the dressing room, will just thought, oh, it's only it's Monty going to bat. Um, half the team bring, bring, put on their whites anyway whenever I go go out to That's bat. That. And even that, th- then that becomes your expectation. You kind of think, oh, the teammates think, you know, I'm going I'm to get out anyway, so I probably will get out. Um, and, uh, you know, there's no pressure on you to, like, score any runs unless there's someone else, you know, who, where you need to get someone on 100, then, yeah, you know, mm. it, it, you kind of, like... Feel like you you help them get get to a hundred and and then you kind of you know that makes you sort of gives you a bit of satisfaction. You know, I, I took on a few bouncers and um, tried to see off a, a really good spell, which was difficult for me. So you can get my uh, my mate on a hundred. Um, but so yeah, no expectation. And you know, I remember Jimmy saying to me, you know, just make sure you know if it's if it's straight, just put you know you don't get bold. And if it's a bouncer, just drop your hand and let, if it hits you, it hits you. You know, but we don't want to like you to sort of hang your bat halfway and then because you're fed because because you think it's going to hit you and then you fend it off and you get edge and you're out so mm. yeah i thought well you know if this is a time to take a few blows and just take them you know because if, if we somehow draw this test match it will be a miracle and and it was you know and it was and we couldn't believe it couldn't believe it um <laughs> that we actually uh um, saved a test match, and uh, I remember Jimmy being so delighted and and happy. And for me, it was um, I just I just you know at the, at the time when I was batting at the crease, I felt so calm and relaxed. But I didn't realise like the whole nation was so nervous and tense. It's like oh my god, it's Monty <laughs> batting, you know. <laughs> It's like we just don't know what's going to happen when he comes out of bat. and uh, it's yeah, you can, even the whole nation, you know, they're like gripping by their by their teeth and thinking, "Oh, please, you know, just don't get out, don't get out." And you know, sometimes uh, you know, the odd miracle does happen, and I think on that day, yeah, yeah it was a big miracle.
0: Now, I've uh, I actually took part in a cricketer quiz the other day, and it asked me asked to name your ninety two Test victims. I think it was. Or the 92 That's, that was the players you got out obviously some of them were more on multiple occasions uh but the list was a pretty famous list you you, you didn't seem to get too many out I'll, I'll put it in inverted commas bunnies in your list it was mainly all top all the batsmen i i thought
1: you, yeah yeah I, I, you're, you're absolutely right i remember that um i remember this article on the bbc saying that i think more than 60% 70, 60 percent or so 60 70 percent of my wickets i've been top order batsman, especially in the top six when I first, you know, got my wickets, um, it was just, I think what it was, it was more of the pleasure and getting a top order batsman out, you know, it's like a tail ender, you don't really like, you don't feel like it was a, that that much of a challenge, but when getting a top order wicket was like, yeah, you know, that really, like, you know, got me involved in the game and the I felt joy like, in yeah, your face when
0: the you challenge. Did, yeah. Did you did you actually tend to sort of focus a bit better, a bit more against the better batsmen? You, you saw it more as a challenge, and you had to do something to get them out.
1: Yeah, I think you know th- th- this this sort of thing of getting a top order wicket out and focusing really hard started off when I was at Northants, and I just come back from university. I thought it was my last year of my contract, you know, and as you do when you're last year of your contract, you start looking for graduate scheme jobs, and then next thing I know, um is man himself, sort of telling couple of Urles you know that guy over there who's he's practicing so ever so hard but keeps dropping the catches I reckon we should give him a go because we're losing every game yeah. produce turning wick wickets let's just give him a go and see what he's like and <laughs> you know we, we were lose we were bottom bottom of the table then you know and the four day game and um I remember bonding to Graham hick out against Worcester then sorry yeah at Northampton he came on and I got him out very quickly in the first three or four balls I bowled out him. Second innings again, very quickly. And it, it just gave me this great feeling like, you know what, I want to get top-order wickets because I just feel like I'm in the game. You get a quick top-order wicket and you can see how the whole team, even the coach and the opposition, thinks, wow, mm. if he's getting our best batsman out, he's going to get all the other guys out. What and was it's your that sh- psychological edge.
2: What was your secret for getting so many revs on the ball? Because Sorry? I, what was your secret for getting so many revolutions on the ball? Because
1: I think, yeah, I remember um, speaking to Vaughn. Because Vaughn, well, Vaughan, uh, Michael Vaughn got, like, kind of got the best out of me, you know, as a yeah. cricketer. And he said to me, just bowl it with pace, because you get more revs on it. When you try and bowl it slower, you don't get as many revs. And I think it's just to do with my long fingers, to do with my dynamic action, that I was able to just get my fingers to wrap around the ball as well as bowl it with pace, because you find a lot of spinners, they tend to bowl a bit slower than me because they can't get their fingers to complete because of my long fingers. Hmm. That was one of my strengths. You know, I had the strength in the fingers and I could sort of twist my fingers quickly and the wrist with pace. And that, that was one of my major advantages. And yeah, I was, I was, I was just getting the ball to bite and turn, uh, getting, the, getting that late dip on the ball, uh, which was my strength, you know, when I was bowling at, at my best. So at the back end of it, I'd get so many revs on it, that would arc. And then it will just, you know, bite very quickly. And yeah, so, so Vaughnny was big on that. He goes, mate, just keep buying your best ball because your best ball is really, really good. So yeah, he encouraged me to do that. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to get these. I, I back myself to get it. My captain's backing me. And then you just, yeah, you just, just sort of back belief. You have a belief in yourself that you can get top order wickets.
2: Who was the wicket that gave you the most pleasure, or if you were starstruck, or if you thought, God, I'm, I'll never get this guy? <laughs> well, <it's, laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: but. Obviously, it's got to be the first test wicket, which gave me the most pleasure because I never used to celebrate like that. Mm. Never. Yeah. And when I took his wicket, it was for sort of like, has this really happened? Has Alim Dar really lifted that finger? <laughs> so it gives me one of my best experiences in life. You know, if when, whenever I get to my sort of, you know, it's my time to go, I'll be, I will always thank Alim Dar for lifting that finger, mate. He gave me <laughs> this great pleasure in life. Thank you for giving me some wonderful experience. Um, so, you know, these kind of things... Um, you you really sort of you know cherish like you know people say it's them small moments in life that um, you know you always remember and gives you such a such a uh, a lot of pleasure in life and it was Sachin Tendulkar you know <laughs> if he wasn't such a, if it wasn't such a great player I, I don't think I would have um, <laughs> been so you know animated in my celebrations and really just let myself go but you know because of his greatness yeah. You know, how much of a great player it was it that, that's why i had to celebrate like that oh because no it's
2: incredible
1: if it was a number 11 i reckon i would have just walked off there yeah. kind of <laughs> my cap, and walked off the field <laughs> but because it's him it, it's a reflection on, of, of his greatness really that's why i celebrated like that
0: was part of the sort of the, the crowd loving you is that you sort of had this wild um just joy you're you so joy in actually playing the game you seem to well, yeah, I, know well. was, I know it was difficult. You, you was literally, he was like, "There's a normal guy playing Test cricket who's just got this wonderful look of joy on his face that he's getting these people out."
1: Yeah, I think that's what it was. It was, they, you know, at that time, it, like everyone encouraged me to be like that because. Uh, I, the, I remember Michael Vaughan saying to me, "He goes, Monty coming into the team is like a breath of fresh air. Mm-hmm. He's really sort of just enjoys every little moment, and what it does, it makes us enjoy the game of cricket when he's really loving it. And some of the players who will be really under pressure, they'll think, think, well, you know, look at look at Monty, you know, <laughs> cold field,' but he really puts it in. He enjoys his bowling. I'm going to enjoy my batting. You know, I'm going to get the best out of myself as well. And." You know, and I think that's what it is. If you're loving your own cricket, what you do is that that energy, that positive energy, that that real love for the game, rubs off with your other players, and it's a it's a joy to be around. You know, everyone said to me, it's a joy to be around you when you're really loving your game, your cricket, and um, they encouraged me, you know, to be like that because it was just you know it's just a, such a positive love, positive energy.
2: Because there was a lot of strong characters in that uh, England team when you were playing back then um freddy was uh was, was still part of it wasn't he when uh, yeah when yeah Freddie now. was there strousey harmson you know kp <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> how was how did you find kp back then
1: i think kp kp really enjoyed me just coming at him hard in the net you yeah. know he'll hit me for a six i'll so give me the ball. like i need to get this guy out before he comes out of the net i don't <laughs> care how hard he's hitting me <laughs> just to give me that pleasure i've got him out and it's just, yeah, me, we used to always have these battles. Yeah, he, he'll whack me out of the ground, like, first few balls, just to, like, you know, just to show who's the boss.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, but I'll be like, oh, I'm, I'm coming back for more. And he quite enjoyed that. He quite enjoyed,
2: <laughs> you it's know, He's competitive, me. isn't
1: he? Yeah, that competitiveness. You know, he loved working hard. He was a he was a really good fitness, very good at his fitness. He even said to me, I I, I was running with him or doing fitness training. He goes, you know what, you're you're a good runner. You're, you're very good at You're very, you're very fit. You're fit and you're a good runner, which you probably thought, you know, for an Indian guy, you know, he's probably um, not, sh- shouldn't be as that fit. But yeah, you know, we, we love our chapatis and parathas, but, uh, <laughs> Julebi, you know, with all the Russ-Gula. curries we have, he thought, you know, this guy, he, these guys, you know, Indians love their curries and uh, he's quite fit for a guy who loves his curries.
0: So, Monty, we, we sort of see you on the Monty channel, and obviously you're popping up here and there on radio shows and media. Is that the way forward for you now, more and more media work? Obviously the cricket side of yeah. it. it yeah, is just going to be more goal. for fun now.
1: No, I think um, I always thought to myself, you know, when I take a wicket, when I'm uh, in the stadium, there's like you know 20,000 people watching me, and I take that wicket and it, and it gives me a buzz. And I'm thinking, what is something like that, that will give me a buzz outside cricket now? You know, I am you know, I don't know, with the coronavirus, I don't know if this is an opportunity to come back in cricket, but um, I'll still give it a go. But then obviously, you know, looking like a long term, I'm thinking, what is that second career? And I would, lo- you know, the, the closest thing that gives me that buzz is, uh, is media, you know, media broadcasting, going into um, as a media presenter, um, and that's where I want to... You know focus my energy on and and that's why when the monty channel came up it gave me an opportunity where uh, i'm just learning about media presenting reporting where no one's really judging me they're just looking at it but i'm continually improving my skills and then i'm also a radio presenter at punjab radio which i've interviewed you know quite quite a few people and you know over the last sort of six months or so you know that's gone People saying, you know, you're, you're becoming much better as a presenter.
2: You'd have to come here uh, and do a, and co-present one show with us when the yeah, is yeah, finished. I would absolutely love
1: to do that. Um, I was also a radio presenter at uh, Rise FM. Is it?
2: Yeah, yeah. Local, it's a local that's station. A local, isn't that's it? a local one. Yeah, I think they're Chelmsford based. Yeah, aren't they? yeah. and
1: I, I I went into that station because it's um it's more of an urban station. It talks about different types of you know more towards maybe you know Islamic religion. But uh-huh. because I'm a Sikh yeah um it's testing me i don't really know about islam as much as i seek but then i went into it you know and and that's what my always my media coach said Gavin scavel he goes monty you got to go into different areas yourself and push yourself out there you know do things which are like you know which you have no fear of doing like um Going outside, you know, Westminster, and and, and, yeah. and interviewing someone who loves, who who doesn't want Brexit, and the opposite of that, <laughs> and hearing people's views, you kind of really learn the the, the, the the landscape, you know, the politics in this country, and then the other side, the fun stuff, you know, <laughs> I'm leg pressing, and and you know, <laughs> well, talking of this,
2: do. talking this, I've been watching uh, on Instagram this week you and Saj Mahmood uh, bantering with each other. Now you are revealing. Loads and loads of new talents, Monty. There's singing, which you're very y- good at. Yes, and yes. What I like are the accents. So you do a Cockney, you do an Aussie, you do a Jamaican. Can you give us a few accents before you go? So so which one would you like? Let's start with Cockney. Do a, Give us a Cockney. or, all right. Um, all right, mate. Yeah, how's it All
1: right. Uh, we just need to go down London. You know, West Ham. Bro. We've got to go to Phoenix <laughs> FM. You know what I mean? And uh, pick... Get, get some diamonds, and then, you know, make sure you bring the cash as well with you. <laughs> you got it? Uh, oh, listen, by the way, you know, the car outside the getaway car, yeah, it's that Fiat v- 500, yeah. Make sure you got Balacar on, mate.
0: <laughs> this, it sounds like there's a role in the uh, Guy Ritchie field yeah, up so, over yeah. here. What about an Australian
1: yeah. accent? Oh, you got to put the sh- uh, shrimp on the barbie, mate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's Shane Morn over there, man. He's a, he's a handful over there, but even on a flat one, gets a turn. And okay, a Jamaican, pebbles, maybe a few pebbles on that pitch.
2: <laughs> Jamaican,
1: yeah, hey boy. What, what, what are you saying, boy man? <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh, Monty.
1: You're, you're going to be driving me today, no, no. The only thing you'll be driving is your car, boy. <laughs> you'll be not, you not be driving on this pitch. <laughs> hey, get, get a leg slip in here, boy. Get the ball going up to his nipple height.
2: <laughs> Listen, they talk like that in Southall as well, yeah. don't they?
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what that's, it feels like whenever I go out to bat. Yeah. I'm like, oh, gosh, I'm going to get a barrage of bouncers and I've got to help the other guy to get 100 as well.
2: <laughs> so before you go, have you got a message for all the NHS and the key workers that are working so hard in, in this crisis? Yeah.
1: Well, I've been, actually, I've been involved with the NHS Lunchboxes, which um, they provide 50 sort of subway meals um, every lunchtime to hospitals. So we've started, you know, they started with Greater Manchester, Cheshire. In, in Hertfordshire, and then they, and in Bedfordshire, Lunar Dunstable Hospital. So I'm, I'm born at Luna Dunstable Hospital, so they've managed to do that. And if there's anyone in your area mm-hmm. where there's hospitals that need subway meals, um, you know, we can we can provide you there. So, you know, if you, if you, can, if you, can, if you guys can get, get us in touch with some of the NHS um, workers or, yeah. or, or hospitals, Um, We'll be happy to, you know, get the NHS, you know lunchboxes scheme, you know, going in 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 Essex as well Um, And if anybody needs any PPE kits as well because we're saying, you know We've heard that some of the care homes and the hospices are not getting the PPE kits that they require Um, And um, you know, I I can also, you know, help you guys, you know with that Um, And finally, you know, I've I've actually got myself a GoFundMe I set up a GoFundMe page and I'm trying to raise a hundred thousand pounds for care homes so we can use that money to buy PPE kits and give it to them and uh, yeah currently i've raised 140 pounds okay
0: we'll get the word up. out we'll get, get the word out. out we'll give it a push for you
1: yeah yeah that'd be brilliant and uh, if there's yeah if there's any local hospitals or hospices that you think yeah could do with PPE kits please you know just, just get in touch with me
0: I'm sure they will be monty thank you very much for your time indeed fantastic and we will drag you in here to
2: co-present one week absolutely i would love that i would absolutely love that take care and uh, go well and thank you for being such a great guest monty thank you yeah thank you for having me on the show